Welcome to Everything EFL Podcast. My name's Erin O'Byrne, and I absolutely love sharing my knowledge with you, my darling teacher, and helping you build not only community, but your students' confidence. I truly believe that a positive frame of mind is essential for your students to learn. There's also a bunch of other teachy stuff thrown in for good measure too. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, you gorgeous teacher. Welcome to Everything EFL. If you're one of my lovely regular listeners, welcome back. If you are a new listener, you are most welcome. Before I introduce my guest, I have some news. Everything EFL podcast has reached 10,000 downloads and I am so freaking happy. I cannot tell you. I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you for making this possible. And if you would like to just pay back any of the free content I've given you, you can do a few things for me. You can recommend my podcast to a colleague. You can share any of my episodes on your social media, or you can DM me and I'll send you a poster that you can put up in your staff room, which segues very nicely into my guest who knows a thing or two about creating content. Uh, I came across this lady on LinkedIn. She is the creative manager for Twinkle, and it apparently involves making loads of hilarious videos and posting them on LinkedIn. Miranda Crowhurst, welcome. Thanks. <laughs> Lovely to be here. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. I've got a big cup of coffee. Nothing can be better. <laughs> Lovely. For those who don't know you, could you just briefly introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. So um, if... You might not know my name, but you may have seen my videos um, on LinkedIn or Facebook. Um, if you have seen a lady uh, pretending to be different languages, talking to each other, that might be me. <laughs> um, um, usually English and Spanish, but some other languages get their, um, get their turn to say something as well. And um, so, yeah, I'm the creative uh, manager at Twinkle, which is not a real job. It's a job title that I got to invent. Um, in order to spend my time making uh, making ESL teachers really happy, making funny videos and memes, and also making um, content that's really useful for you guys as well, making all your PowerPoints and games and activities. Um, so yeah, that's what I do. Um, if I would also say um, I just got my MBA, so I'm really, really excited about not studying part-time as well as working anymore and um, co-founded a language institute in Bolivia with a friend. Um, that's a really successful school, still going, got two locations now. Um, and yeah, been, you know, an English teacher for 10 years, teaching all over the world, but like a lot of you. Amazing. Congratulations on your achievements. Your job sounds like a dream. It really does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some days, some days. <laughs> so, you are here to basically advise any teachers listening how to build an online audience if they are, you know, either freelance at the moment or they're thinking about going freelance. So um, why should teachers work for themselves? Uh, yeah, I think working for yourself probably isn't for everyone. You don't have to work for yourself to have a really good career. Uh, for example, for at the moment, um, I, well, I have in the past worked for myself. I've started a business and at the moment I'm working for Twinkle. Um, but I think what you shouldn't do is just accept a bad situation um, and continue on with it as if you don't have any other options because you really, really, really do. So I really want to encourage teachers who are unhappy with their jobs, who are not getting the fair compensation that they deserve um, and who are not getting the support that they should get from management because it's management's job to support you 
and give you what you need. If you're not getting that, I would definitely think about um, starting your own business because it is the most incredible uh, adventure that you will ever have. And it's extremely satisfying as well to, um, to, to work to work for yourself and to, to you know, that, because that's what, that's what life is about. You know, it's building something for, you know, not for, for yourself and that helps other people as well and not, you know, passing all the rewards on for your hard work for someone who doesn't care about you. So if that's your situation, I think I would definitely consider working for yourself. Yeah. I think you've made so many good points there. Um, I think now, probably more than ever, everyone is in a good position. It is an employee's market. Um, and I know that, te- you know, language schools are crying out for teachers because a lot of teachers in the pandemic went, oh, do you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. And I don't blame them. I think as teachers, we're conditioned to accept the shit situations like, you know, not getting paid for prep, overworking yourself, getting guilty about um, not going in when you're sick. I had a conversation today. My friend is sick. She's got a virus and she's received a call like every day. Are you coming in? Are you coming in? You know, let me know by 12 if you're coming in tomorrow and all this. And it's just like, well, you got a virus. So take the week off. And and she did. She she is. But she might not have done that if she hadn't had that conversation with me. And I've been in academic management myself. It's difficult when teachers you know phone up and go oh you know I can't come in and you start panicking but at the end of the day the teachers shouldn't feel like they have to come in to make the the academic management team easier and they shouldn't feel they have to come in for any other reason you know you have to put yourself first um and I do think there is a lack of support with um there is yeah but I think Teaching a lot of that's a caring job it is a caring yes. job and so teachers need to be cared for because you can't care for your students if you're not being supported and so if that's your situation where you're not being backed up, get out because what are they doing for you? <laughs> exactly. And a teaching, I don't, it's really difficult to describe to people who don't teach how draining teaching actually is. It, I mean, I come away, I do half days and I'm exhausted. Um, and I do think, you know, a lot of the lack of support comes from the fact that academic management does tend to be very overworked. Um, but, you know, when I was a, a director of studies, I did my absolute best to try and care for the teachers but it's just not there for a lot of a lot of schools um, and I think that does lead to like um kind of a, a loss of passion because we go into teaching because we're passionate about it we're passionate about the language and you know that gets lost when you get sort of tired and burnt out and I think if you do you know start you know working for yourself or going that direction you're going to rediscover what really lights you up which is what's happening to me like at the moment you know I, I'm kind of working out what I'm really passionate about and I've I've finally figured it out and it takes time but any any change takes time any change takes time it takes time and it's really scary like I do appreciate that it's terrifying leaving a job um it's you know even when it's a job that you don't like it's still really scary thing to do especially if you're going to working for yourself because there's a lot of uncertainty there absolutely Um, but yeah it is a it is the biggest adventure you will ever have (laughs) I love it. And it is possible. You see it all the time. Um, I've met so many, you know, teachers who are working for themselves, but it is about building your online audience. Um, because at the end of the day, everything's on social media now. So, you know, how important is building an audience on social media? It's crucial. Yeah. If you're going to work for yourself, it's crucial. Really. I cannot understate the importance of it. Um, and it's crucial in more ways than you might think. 
Um, I think a lot of people who are starting a small business or going freelance or whatever it is, look at social media and they're like, oh, great, this is the platform where I'm going to tell people um, about what I offer. And so they can find me and sign up to my to my classes or my product or whatever it is. But um, I think the crucial part of social media is actually to use it as a listening tool. Um, so it's not just going out shouting and then leaving the room, you know, who <laughs> that's not what you want from a bunch of people. If everyone was just walking into a <laughs> shouting about themselves and then leaving, it would be a terrible party. What you really want to do with social media is spend your time getting to know what people really want by really listening to them, um, listening to people's problems, connecting to them, finding out on their day to day, what are the blockers in terms of their, you know, their English, what's, what's really going on there and how can you then respond to that in a way that um, solves those problems that's where you're really going to um, get the most value out of social media and you're going to be contributing more as well. Um, so yeah, being a good citizen in social media, going out there with the goal of genuinely helping other people. Uh, my goal is just to go out every day and to make someone, you know, like give them a little bit of a giggle and a laugh. And, um, you know, if you build that relationship up with people over time, they'll, they'll start saying, hey, you know what's also a problem? You know what's going on in my life? And um, ultimately, that's going to lead you to the opportunities to really, really grow your business. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crucial for listening, <laughs> not just shouting. Yeah. Establishing <laughs> connections, because at the end yeah. of the day, like the people are going to if they buy your product, they're buying it because they like you. And that's that's pretty much the end of it, isn't it? Really? They like you and they trust yeah. you. Yeah. Trust. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think especially in ESL, like it's it's so hard to know which companies are trustworthy who you know who you can go with who you can't so yeah I think trust knowing that the, that genuine human connection I think is really really important yeah. yeah and um do you agree that a lot of anyone who's not even just teachers but anyone trying to promote themselves a lot of them get a feeling of dread when you say the word social media and they go I hate social media um but I think you have to embrace it you just have to like take small steps um, because it is very overwhelming to begin with. It really, really is. But you just have to kind of do one step at a time, try one or two little things and don't feel like, you you know, you have to post every single day and that kind of thing as well. I think that's really, really important. Yeah, I like to post if I have an idea that um, I think is noteworthy or funny or interesting. And if I don't have anything to say, then I don't say anything, uh, which, you know, makes that makes more sense to me. I hope it makes more sense to you as well. Yeah, I, I think social media is really scary um, because we're scared about putting ourselves out there and then people laughing at us. But from actually what I've seen, the ESL community is incredibly nice and supportive. Yeah. And for, you know, if I ever do get any, you know, the videos go out to a lot of people. And so inevitably, there's always going to be one comment, which is a bit like, oh, really? Did you have to say that? But um, those comments come from people who have absolutely nothing to do with ESL. You know, they're like an unemployed engineer from Wisconsin. And it's like, you know what? <laughs> it's fine if you don't like my videos because they're not for you. Yeah, I think I think if you are scared, don't worry, you will get a positive response from the ESL community because the ESL community are lovely. They are. And I always <laughs> tell my teachers who I train, like, you know, 
it's not just about leaning on your colleagues in the staff room. There's a huge community out there on every platform and it's sweet and it's supportive. And you will realize that people are going through the same things as you are. You're not alone. You know, there's advice, there's resources. There's so much out there. Um, I just absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, your, your point about like the negative comments, um, you know, as humans, we tend to focus on the negative. So you might zero in on that one negative comment, but really you've got to, you have to balance it with all the positive ones and just focus on that. Because I think another kind of um, fundamental of business is is also, you're not going to appeal to everyone. So just suck it up. You know, yeah. this it's not a popularity competition. You're finding people who you, who align with your beliefs and who, you know, you align with, with theirs. Um, and that's just what that is. Yeah. And the more you post, you know, you'll post 10 different things and you'll see which one is popular. And then um, you can see how much you can take that idea and make it 10 times bigger. Um, So, yeah, you're going to have to experiment at the beginning and some things will be more successful than others. But the more you experiment, the more you'll find out what works. And like you said, find your find your people. (laughs) Yeah. I always say, like, everything is a process and you're never going to be you know, like it's not going to happen all at once, like with your, these amazing posts and everything. I mean, like if I look at the posts from two years ago that I was doing compared to what I'm doing now, it's like night and day, but it's, it just, it takes time. And, um, and that's just what that is. But I think you have to have a healthy dose of like, not giving a shit. Like you have to just go, Oh, I'm just going to put my face on this video or I'm just going to try it and it doesn't matter and not worry. And just ask yourself, what is literally, what is the worst thing that can happen? Yeah, I um, I tend to imagine that I make my posts for just my best friend. <laughs> oh, that's nice. So I think of one person who, um, who I, you know, I would just send the goofiest, silliest things to, or, you know, or something genuinely helpful. And I'm like, would I send this to my best friend? Yes or no? Okay, yes. All right, then I'm going to send it because chances are like, that's, you know, it's okay. And then it's less scary than thinking, oh, it's going to go out to a hundred thousand people. <laughs> That's so nice. Yeah. Such a good yeah. tip. <laughs> so can you um, talk about some of your experiences or anecdotes of your audience building journey? Because obviously you have a huge audience now. Yeah. So um, I started off um, at Twinkle. I pro- I remember my first day, I think one person responded to my post and I was over the moon and I would click three or four times a day and then I'd be like, oh, a notification. Yay. This is so fantastic. Um, and it was just at the, it was like January 2020. <laughs> so we all know what happened next. <laughs> um, luckily at the company at Twinkle, you know, everyone was talking about video content, how important video is for social media. And so I decided to start making a series called Three Minute ELT, uh, which is basically a teaching idea explained in three minutes. And um, I made a few myself. Um, I asked a couple of other teachers that I found on social media to get involved and make one. Um, And so I was quite happily trundling along um, and making these uh, videos. I was like, okay, even people who, you know, and like, even an hour of continuous professional development is a lot to ask of someone who is already burnt out. Mm. So I thought my idea is, okay, just three minutes once a week, everyone can do three minutes once a week of a new game that they can take and put in their English class. Um, So that was my original idea. And yeah, it 
I, you know, was going pretty well, was very happy with the views until one day I just had this crazy idea that I would pretend to be the language of Spanish talking to the language of English. And I honestly thought, I thought this idea is so crazy. I'm going to get fired for making this because why would Twinkle possibly allow me to make something so silly as languages talking to each other? But um, and I posted it and thought, oh, gosh, no one's going to like this. But I woke up the next morning and was like, oh, it has 30,000 views. And then I checked it in the afternoon. I was like, oh, it has 80,000 views. And then I sent it to my sister and I was like, look at this, this has 80,000 views. And she's like, no, it doesn't. It has 130,000 views. Oh my God. That weekend, I just watched it climb and climb and climb. And so every time I went online, it was like 2000 people are watching this video right now um, until it it got over 2 million views that weekend. Um, And that was terrifying. (laughs) Like this thing I'd made like in a hoodie without really thinking about it was suddenly everywhere you know like people were coming up to me and being like oh I you turned up on my Facebook feed and you know it was it was really scary so I I was totally unprepared for how that would feel and of course everyone's saying oh that must be amazing but the actual feeling itself when you when it's you is is terrifying (laughs) and I was like walking around like hugging trees being like no this is real not that (laughs) um um I would definitely recommend that if that does happen to anyone that they um, step back from social media for a day or two, um, just because you're suddenly caught in this whirlwind that you can't quite control and it is really scary. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, if that ever happens to you, connect to me on LinkedIn, I'll talk you through it. Hug a tree. (laughs) I bet your manager was like rubbing their hands with glee though. (laughs) (laughs) yeah everyone in the company was like hang on wait what (laughs) Uh, yeah it was I mean it was quite alienating because everyone was like oh you must be overjoyed but a lot of the time I wasn't feeling overjoyed I was feeling quite alone and like how do you then go back on camera if you are like well a million people are going to watch this video how do I goof around like and be my silliest self in front of all these people but um yeah I, I did you did you certainly did yeah it must be quite a tough one like how do I follow this up (laughs) it is like every single day I mean yeah I make these videos and sometimes they're successful and sometimes they're not successful and you just have to like I don't know keep going and um yeah I do worry about that a lot because creativity you know social media a lot of it is creativity and there's there's no way you can like hard work yourself into creativity in the short term you know he has to flow it has to flow yeah exactly um and it's very hit or miss so you Mm. just have to be kind to yourself and think like it's okay if this post doesn't do well because it's part of a larger journey where Mm. some some things are going to do well and some things won't go well so you have to not beat yourself up about the posts that fail you just have to say okay well I explored this and it didn't work so why not? And what did I learn from it that I so that I don't make the same mistake again? Exactly. Um, <laughs> and I think a lot then, of teachers probably say that to their students, like, you know, you didn't get this right, but it's OK. Let's reflect. So, you know, teachers should, you know, take a leaf out of their own book, I think. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I totally agree with that. That kind self-talk is incredibly important when you're um, on social media. 
yeah absolutely there's no there's no room for negativity at all there really isn't like even rude comments and stuff like that I just there's no there's just no bloody need for it um in terms of we were talking about creativity I think like I said it has to flow and I think that if you are feeling a bit tired and burnt out again that kind of stifles that side of things um so you do have to find the headspace somewhere somehow to create your content I think yes I often have my best ideas after I've just had a week off work (laughs) yeah because yeah I agree with you it's really really hard for your mind to like play um if you are exhausted and you're just trying to like do the next thing you have to step away and often that involves stepping away from the computer uh which is hard when everyone's working online (laughs) Mm, it is um, I tend to take a lot of inspiration just from the moment. Like um, if you're in lessons and you're in the moment, you often or I often get little flashes of, oh, that that will make a good video. That will make a good podcast episode. And I just have loads of pieces of paper and I, I just scribble on them and throw them in my handbag or I use my voice note on my phone or I use the notes app on my phone. But like you, you have to write them down as soon as you get them, because otherwise they're just gone. Like, do you ever do that? Just. Yeah, something yeah. pops into your head. Middle like... of the night. <laughs> like, I'm not going to... Re- I You think you're going to remember it in the morning, but you won't remember it in the morning. So you have to write it down. Yeah. yeah. And I find also that the more creative you are, the more creative you get. Like it's a sort of this perpetual motion thing. Like it just... Creativity begets creativity. Is that the right thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Creativity. I mean, it is something that we practice um so yeah practice it you know and I think uh TikTok is probably the best tool um we have for practicing creativity because it creates all these frameworks that you can easily take um and then be creative but with a lot of boundaries um so I think if you're if you want to be creative if you want to make creative content for social media get on TikTok and use those trends you don't have to post on TikTok Mm -hmm. Um, I understand that, you know, TikTok's not everyone's favorite place in the world, but um, use it to take your ideas from because you're it's a it's a treasure trove of creativity. Wow. And I think also there needs to be an understanding of what creativity actually is like. It doesn't mean innovation and originality all the time. It just means like you've got things whirling around in your head. You take inspiration from other places and your own kind of life and experience of personality, like you you sprinkle that all over it and then you come up with your own content and it will be original because it's from you. And I think that's what yeah. a lot of people need to understand as well. Like you're not reinventing the wheel. And you know, at the end of the day, I think with with teaching as well, you don't need gimmicks. You need common sense, practical messages that resonate with people yes I totally agree you know it's it's taking an idea um that and then adapting it and then adding in a ton of personality um and that's what people really respond to I think yeah and it it goes back to that like no trust factor yes so yeah I try in my videos you know I'm really bad at dancing I cannot dance but I still (laughs) sometimes dance in the videos just get you know just just so you know, because it's real. It's real. It's it doesn't have to be you don't have to be perfect in what you present on social media. I would not try and, you know, be flawless. I don't wear makeup in my videos. Um, I, I wear whatever I'm wearing that day, you know, and that's what people will respond to is your messy, real, but passionate, you know, self. And uh, yeah, 
So yeah, you can relax a little bit. And the more you relax and have fun with it, the more people are going to relate to that and, and, and see you and be like, oh yeah, that's, that's what's going on in my life too. So yeah. yeah. It's again, it's it's about being yourself. And like, I think when yeah. you get into this kind of business side of things, you come across, across a lot of these kind of wanky buzzwords, like be your authentic self. But, you know, it's so true. Um, I mean, you, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm a bit like, I'm not a very polished person. I'm just not, you know, like some uh-huh. people just look perfect and their videos are yeah. perfect. And their Instagram <laughs> yeah. feed is like just this wet dream of like gorgeous yeah. canva coordinated that's just not me um and when I first started my Instagram it looked like my brain had just vomited onto my um Instagram grid that's what it looked like um (laughs) it's just that's that's me um but yeah like not taking yourself seriously being yourself and taking the piss out of yourself and having a laugh like I've made a couple of videos that I'm going to release soon for my masterclass and one of them I'm dancing um and the other one I'm just like pretending I'm an international social media sensation and and holding a big glass of gin and tonic darling you know because it's just enough um you just you cannot take yourself too seriously you can't you can't yeah and I think that's another thing that we tell students to do all of the time it's like it's okay to make mistakes and 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 have fun in class and you don't have to be perfect and yeah again we have to listen to our own our own messages there we do and I just I get really peed off with this whole idea of perfection and like in my last um or a couple of episodes ago I said um like what is this thing with teachers who are obsessed with making perfect lesson plans and spending hours planning like what's wrong with a good lesson plan Mm -hmm. like you know because you're killing yourself otherwise Mm -hmm. yeah I agree anyway I I digress I digress um so (laughs) Oh, let's keep going. I have a theory about that. I have a theory about that, which is, I think, I think we, we live in a space where, well, okay. All children deserve a perfect teacher. They do. Like, if you look at a child and you're like, I wish I could just give you the perfect teacher, but no teacher is ever going to be perfect ever. It's impossible. Yeah. And so there's always that gap between what we want to give our students and what we actually are. And, and I that, think that's yes. where we beat ourselves up about yes, that, you yes. know, all the time. Like, why am I not what this kid deserves? You know, but we, you can never be, you can no. never be. And that is, but that's not a tragedy. You know, that is like, that's, that's just the world. That's just us doing our best. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I, you know, and, and I think the flip side of that is then you have to say, well, you know, we don't expect our students to be perfect either. And we all have to be a bit kinder to each other. I totally agree. And I think there are certain things and I'm definitely going to do a podcast episode about this. If I haven't already, by the time this one comes out, there are certain <laughs> things teachers have to accept. And one of them is, you know, unless you're going to spend your entire life lesson planning, <laughs> you're not going to be perfect. You're not going to deliver a perfect lesson. So stop killing yourself trying to. Um, and you don't have to be a perfect teacher to be a great teacher. No, you don't. Absolutely not. It's about relationship. I keep saying it, it's about the relationships you build with your class. That's what's going to get students to actually listen to you and learn. Anyway, uh, we've completely gone down um, an, an avenue. Um, so let's just <laughs> Let's just rewind. Um, can you give us some of your top tips for building an audience online? Yeah, I would say by far the most important thing is to go out and, like I said, be a good citizen of social media. So, 
you know, you might be, you might make a load of posts trying to get a job or trying to get students, but, and they might work and they might not work, but if you've helped people along the way, your time was not wasted. So as long as you go out and you try and be on people's side, build them up, connect them to what they need, um, you've, you haven't wasted any of your time. Um, and those seeds that you plant might come back to you. Um, sometimes it takes months, years even, for a student to go from meeting you, finding out about you, to signing up to your classes. But um, if you plant those seeds and help to grow other people, um, eventually in one way or another, those things will come back and uh, you'll get rewarded for helping other people and, and, um, and being on their side. So I think that's the most important thing is don't be the person who walks into the party, shouts about yourself and then leaves. <laughs> that's not <laughs> gonna get you anywhere. That's such you a good analogy. <laughs> you have to go in find out about other people um help them out you know do the dishes <laughs> mm. um and then when someone needs help they'll be like hey you know who's really good Erin <laughs> if she can help me out um the other thing the next thing that I, I mentioned was um making all kinds of different posts so make a meme make a video make a funny video make a poll uh, make a conversation starter um think about different and just throw everything it's like throwing spaghetti on the wall right and you just need to see what's stuck and you need to have a look at those 10 posts analyze them see which one was most successful and then why it was most successful look at the comments to see what people actually connected to in that post uh, was it the format or was it something about the content and then you just want to lean in as hard as you possibly can into that particular into that particular thing so you know with my one it was I figured it out when um, someone said like, oh yeah, talk to, um, you should connect with Miranda. She's like the teacher that you want to have next door to you. So I was like, oh, that's what people, you know, like need from me. They need me to be the teacher next door, you know, who's kind of like, like you said, a little bit messy, a little bit like, you know, laughing too hard um, and, <laughs> you know, just making, just having fun. So try everything out as much as you can and then find out what works. Um, I think... My next can I, is can I just ask a yeah. question there? Do yeah. you um, agree with posting things that are not in a bad way, but ever so slightly controversial or polarizing? Like one of my most popular posts on LinkedIn, and mm-hmm. a lot of times I don't get a lot of comments on LinkedIn, but um, it was just a random video I made and I thought, ah, I'll just post it. And it was just fluency versus accuracy. I think fluency, you're not going to change my mind. What do you think? Let the debate commence kind of thing. So... <laughs> Um, and I got like loads and loads and loads of comments and it was very pleasant, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, but like, just, it's, it's, um, it's interesting that kind of get people to sort of take one side or another. What do you think about those kinds of posts? Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. Yes. Um, not only, you know, I think apart from anything, we need to have those conversations. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's not a case of just like, oh, I'll do this to just like get the most comments that I possibly can. Like, no, we need to be talking about those things. Similarly, I remember putting out a post about um, how I really, uh, I, I'm, this is the one I will go on and on about. Um, I, I think that we should be teaching inclusive pronouns in ESL mm. um, and we don't teach the pronoun them for singular, not even to talk about you know, someone whose gender we don't know because we just said, you know, police officer. So, um, you know, I will go out there on social media and say, hey, here's an inclusive pronouns worksheet so that you can um, you can practice that with your classes. And yeah, that always starts a debate. But I think you have mm-hmm. to think about what 
like what are my values that I'm willing to stand by um, and, and really, you know, try and make the conversations that we're having better and more productive mm. and moving, uh, you know, the culture forward um, into a more inclusive um, place, you know, or, or, or a more productive place, you know, like that, what you're saying about fluency. It's like, OK, we need to get past this thing of like um, nobody explodes if you use the wrong preposition, you know, most of the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's also a good so, way. Yeah. Sorry. It's also a good way of finding out who is aligned with you and who isn't and like if you post something and some people are like offended by it or they disagree so much they stop following you that's a good thing because they were never going to buy from you anyway yeah I mean yeah you you're going to ruffle a few feathers but um yeah just you're if what if you genuinely think that you are doing it because it's the, you're saying it because it's the right thing and mm. you can back that up um with you know maybe uh the well scientific research would be the best way to back up you know what you're saying online right if you can but if if you're doing it for the right reasons then yeah go for it if you if if someone gets angry that's okay (laughs) and that doesn't mean that you have to be angry back you know you can still respond with kindness if someone is angry absolutely Um. (laughs) that is definitely the best way of um responding to to anything and I think also um it's important not to post anything controversial just for the sake of it yeah 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 exactly exactly yes you have to know that you're doing it for the right reasons because yeah you're gonna be in for a bit of a (laughs) a bit of a ride for sure so yeah no I I would say do it I I, the the thing I draw a line is with is don't send anything uh, that you wouldn't send to like a 12 year old you know don't send anything inappropriate like you know there's jokes that you just like don't want to make on social media um (laughs) um, please do not ask anyone out on LinkedIn it's not okay (laughs) oh god yes the DMs are very interesting sometimes aren't they you always know when it starts because they always say hello dear you're like okay my first question is always hello are you a teacher that's my first question yeah flower emoji flower emoji heart emoji (laughs) no okay moving on there are are boundaries that I know (laughs) yeah moving on yeah my the absolute where you the absolute golden social media is this if you can make something informative that's fantastic and immediately informative not click over here to find something informative it's got to be informative right now where they are on the social media funny is also good But if you can combine those two and make a post that is both funny and informative, then you're onto a winner. That's the best kind of post you can you can make. So even if it's, you know, um, an idea that you've seen before, if you can make it funny, go for it. I would say a lot of people out there would not be confident with their comedy skills. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. What do you have any advice for that? Again, it just goes down to fuck it. You just try it. You like just try it. Yeah. And like the video that I made a couple of weeks ago, I got my friend to film it. And um, I, like I said, this is what I'm going to say. And we went did a couple of little run throughs, and then we did it. And I was so happy with the result. It's so silly, um, but yeah. it works. Like I, I showed yeah. my business coach, and she absolutely loved it. So again, just throw yourself yeah. into it, and don't look like you're self conscious because then it will flop. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah 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 you have to make it for your best friend yeah have that best friend 
energy and if you are scared if you can't think of of a funny idea go on TikTok um, because the funny ideas are already made there you just have to take that idea and then apply it to ESL or even just remake it with yourself playing the parts uh, plenty of people do that as well you know it's a good mm. starting point okay I like um, it so yeah you know fun fun will attract people you know it's about the feeling of what you're saying yeah. as well as just what you're saying I never thought yeah. about like taking somebody's content and then remaking it with yourself. But at the end of the day, teaching is basically stealing ideas and adapting them. That's what teaching is, you know? Yeah. I mean, if it's a trending audio and you're mouthing to the audio, that's done for you. And if you stitch an idea, so you du- uh, or duet it, you know, so you have their video and then your video underneath, like that's so easy. But yeah, I don't if it's if it's just someone else's idea and you're taking it and then saying that it's your own um that's a bit sketchy to me but um yeah if it's a something that you're like mouthing the words to that's fine I mean (laughs) that's what it's there for so (laughs) what's next I'm dying to know I've got four more okay next one don't just drop a post and then not respond to any of the comments I see this all of the time really yes people will post and then not respond and I know that I'm guilty of that sometimes because there are just so many comments and I can't respond to each one individually but as much as you can especially when you're beginning respond to every single comment um, and find out more and get engaged in there because chances are is that they have that your they have the ideas for your next post um so get engaged um talk to people if you can reward them with like you know a, a discount or something like that so that people are like well yeah it's really it's really worth talking to so-and-so because um, they love my ideas. They listen to me and I get something out of it as well. So mm. that's my next point. Oh, number number five out of seven. Don't go on and on about how great your product is. <laughs> that's what your customer should be doing, not you. So if you have a new class that you want to sh- talk about or you have a book or, or you know, our resources, um, you know, sometimes I am really proud of them, but I don't like to be like, oh, hey, this resource is amazing. It's perfect for your classes and it's going to solve all of your problems and be just the best resource you've ever used. Um, just talk about what you would do with it and, um, you know, the uses of it and give helpful, practical, real information. But don't go in and like compliment yourself. Like it's the same same thing about like, uh, you know what I said about like don't walk into a party shout about yourself and then leave like don't go to a party and be like hi I'm amazing uh, just the best person that you will ever meet <laughs> you know that's just awkward so don't go on about how great your product is um, let your customer do that just tell them the practical information that you know you can't argue with because that's what it is yeah um, I, th- I think that's really yeah. um, I think that's really useful information like basically and you know your student or whoever you're selling to needs to know what's in it for them. How will it solve their problems? How will it help them? Um, And I think you can also like collect testimonials from past students and stuff like that as well that you can use. So again, you're not boasting about yourself. You're using other people's words. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes so much more sense. If like somebody's listening and they're like, well, how do I get testimonials? Ask just like email or message like former students who you know you had a good connection with and say I was wondering if you could do me a favor could you write a testimonial could you write about an issue you had and a problem I solved or something like that just like a couple of lines Um, and then you can collect those and you can use them or if your student sends you a message screenshot it and then with their permission 
post it on your social media? My penultimate tip is probably the most important one, which is, but it's kind of hard to explain. But what I would say is this, if you have, if you're thinking about launching a business or going independent or whatever it is, what I wouldn't do is spend a year, six months, even a month working on perfecting what you're offering and then showing it. What I would do is have constant feedback as you build your product or website or classes. So I would make the smallest possible thing that you possibly can make, spend the least amount of time of, of, on it. It's called the minimum viable product. And then I would go online, talk to people, find out what they like, um, offer it for free if I can, um, get as much feedback. And then I'd go back and build that product, change it. And then I would go back to social media and be like, what do you guys think now? Um, and then keep that as much constant uh, feedback as you can get. I remember getting a message on LinkedIn from someone who was like, I've spent the last 20 years working on a phrasal verb dictionary and oh. now it's ready to go. Would you have a look at it? Um, and I'm just thinking, no, this is going to be a disaster because if you spent 20 years building a project with no feedback, um, then you just don't know if you're going on the wrong track and you probably are on the wrong track. <laughs> um, so don't do that. <laughs> you need to be constantly changing your product, getting feedback, um, learning from your audience, listening adapting yourself um, a company who do this fantastically is koala go um, they're a new platform for um, for tutors teaching kids online and they run a facebook group and every single week they have updates to their platform based on what the facebook group is saying um, as they build their build their platform so yeah that you know is so so important don't think that just because you think what you have is great that other people are going to agree with you. You have to, like you say, relate it to them. That is the most important thing. I, I hear this a lot. Yeah. Um, like it's, uh -huh. you think, and I kind of made the same mistake as well at the beginning. Like I, I kind of wrote an entire course and I still think a lot of it's useful, but you know, now as I've engaged and also done a lot of teacher training this summer and really found out kind of the issues that mainstream school teachers especially face in terms of time and burnout. Um, I've realized that I've need, I need to include a lot more mindset in my course idea and not just like about students' mindset, but about teachers' mindset. Brilliant. Um, Miranda, thank you so much. I am, there's so much good information in this episode. Um, I'm so grateful for your time. And um, yeah, good luck with everything. Um, where can people find you? Yes. Um, so people can find me on LinkedIn if they search Miranda Crowhurst. That's M-I-R-A-N-D-A. And my last name is Crowhurst, C-R-O-W-H-U-R-S-T. Um, so, yeah, send me a message if you want to join the Facebook page. Uh, if you search for Twinkle ESL, uh, you will find the Twinkle resources for ESL teachers um, page and they can follow along and see all of the silliness of, that we do and uh, also some of the products we make and of course sign up for um, twinkle.com or twinkle.co.uk um, we offer a ton of freebies um, for ESL teachers so there's always something new that you can get to help you um, have your classes all of our resources are professionally designed professionally made so yeah 
that's where to find more thank you so much thank you okay guys that's the end um thank you for listening have a lovely safe peaceful week look after yourself and share the love bye bye thank you (laughs) 